What's going on, everybody? It's Friday, September 11th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Zoe Shelby. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. For everyone listening on the podcast, you have to tune in to the stream because you guys just got a little glimpse into the great production that we have uh, yeah. on these streams. <laughs> and the good Reverend K Fids. I know this is a baseball show, but in honor of today or this weekend with football starting, I did rock out of all time. Uh, I'm wearing my Cuddy Buddy shirt. I might sleep in it tonight. Um, and, but but with that said, you know it's 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 football, baseball time, and there's basketball and freaking hockey. We First have never a moment like this in history where all of this is happening. Well, I mean, I guess it happens usually in October, but still. No, it's the first time ever that baseball, hockey, football, basketball, WNBA, and MLS is all playing on the same day. America's sport, MLS, yeah. America's sport, MLS, yes. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk How about. You know USA, MLS. We're going to try to uh, hold back our MLS fever and talk yeah. about baseball. Um, we have two first place teams. We're going to talk about that because uh, we're both kind of surprised that we have two first place teams. Um, we have a clear, clearer version of what the MLB playoffs are going to look like. And uh, yeah, we're going to just see where this goes. So <laughs> uh, all that being said, it's finally the weekend. Let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you're downloading the app, putting on push notifications, so you will be the first to know when Carlos Rodon comes back and throws a no-hitter. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. All right. So (laughs) we have two first-place teams. Uh, the White Sox had a nice little two-game series in Pittsburgh, which should have been an easy little two-game winner, but they decided to take Tuesday night off, if you will. Um, interesting game. Not the best game in the world. Uh, they lost a game that they should have kept or should have got, but it's over now. In these tight races, though, those are the games that you look back on and you're like, yeah, we probably should have won that game. Um, they came back on Wednesday night and destroyed Pittsburgh. So maybe it was a little shot in the ass. Maybe they were just getting a little too comfortable. They were coasting after winning four in Kansas City. Um, but it was a weird game. The biggest thing was there was a blunder on the base pass uh, by my guy. Uh, Nick Magical. Blue is Nick Magical the worst base runner in baseball? I, I don't even know why he's in the major leagues. I mean, besides hitting 400, <laughs> I don't get why he's playing major league baseball. Uh, dude, he, I all right, cards on the table. We're very honest show. I fell asleep on Tuesday night. I didn't watch oh, it. Wow. Dude. I didn't watch it live. I did watch the game the next day. Shout out Hulu Live because you can just watch the recording right away. It's real easy. Um, but I woke up to like four direct messages and all these other mentions of people like, oh, all about magical. Bro, he, he fucked up. I don't know what else to say. He blew the sign. And I you shouldn't blow the coach's sign. I know Kevin as a coach – <laughs> oh fuck you, Aldo! Uh, you shouldn't. People are asking. 
<laughs> people shouldn't blow the sign. But if you watch the play, I really still think he's safe. But he was called yeah. out, so of course he's called out. Everyone's pissed off. If he was safe, this wouldn't even be a topic of conversation. Go ahead. Outcome what bias. About, what about the out at third base? Oh my god. Send him to single A. I mean that was I mean we can talk about the other one. Uh, yeah, it was an aggressive. The out at third base was bad. The out at third that base was bad. that was pretty brutal. That and was no, a low IQ play. That was a bad play, but the one at third, I chalk up to he just got to the major leagues. And he doesn't he doesn't yeah, I know, second time. I'm not giving him the whole he's a rookie pass, but I will say when you're playing in the major leagues for the first time, you're not used to running on dudes with cannons attached to their body. Like, okay, maybe he beats that throw in triple A, but he needs to realize, and I'm pretty sure he realizes now. Actually, Tim Anderson said he spanked him. That was pretty funny. They asked him, they go, what did you do in the dugout? Did you say anything to Madrigal? He goes, oh, yeah, I took him outside and I spanked him. Um, but, uh, and Tim really is not the guy I want giving base running advice, but that's a, that's actually why Ken W.O. hates Tim Anderson because he tried to steal third with two outs, and then Ken chirped him on Twitter and got blocked. Is that, uh, what, uh, is that what Mr. Hans talking about when he said he got a low Ken Woe score? Yeah, Ken W.O. does his own uh, like war rankings, and it's like basically who hits for the most power on down. And, yeah. Look, the base running will be there. It'll be fine. We won't, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's not excusable, but Jesus, the overreaction. You guys want to like burn this kid at the stake. Holy shit. Fan bases have no idea what the word learning curve means. And learning curve means oh. you've got to fail to learn, which means you're going to get punched out thinking that someone can't make a throw and you're a little right. faster than you really are. And then the game speed catches up with you. Learning curve. And vocabulary word for the day, folks. So if he was up here and he's batting 180, making dumb outs like this, I'd be pissed. I'd be, and I would sit here and every time someone DM me or whatever, I would just reply, you're right. But he's batting 400. And yes, he's only hitting singles. He doesn't have a high slug. He doesn't have a slugging percentage. <laughs> he's hey, hey. He's I, think on, I think on Tuesday he had two doubles. Was it two doubles? It's two doubles. I mean, both both of the times he ended up making outs, but no, 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 Aldo. Those were just four singles paired together. Oh, he's slugging four twenty now, boy. They just they, they were singles, and you just had to be able. To yep, uh, he's slugging four twenty now, but his OPS is eight twenty four. He's batting three eighty, and Gene. You got a guy that's going to get on base that much. He's going to make base running mistakes far more than the guy that only gets on once, twice every ten at bat. So yes, it's the problem wild. to have. Huh? Wild what happens there, and it's fine, dude. Like not everyone in your home run needs to hit forty homers a year. Everyone in your lineup needs to hit forty home runs a year. And if you have guys one through eight all hitting twenty five or more, that's fucking awesome. But you can have a nine hitter that gets on base at a four hundred clip. And that works too, because you have arguably the best hitter in the league coming up right after him, in Tim Anderson. I don't see the problem. I don't understand. Like people are literally just—it's like a spoil of riches right now. Like, buck the fuck up, people. This is getting embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed for some of the people that DM me. <laughs> it's a game by game intensity for you. I'm been, embarrassed for you. They've been pulling this. Out. Everyone's been pulling this. So it's not even just White Sox or Cubs. I mean. It feels like Chicago in general is a little bit more knee-jerk reaction kind of. But every time there's a mistake right now, everybody is – they're all over somebody. Somebody's like public enemy number one for 24 hours. Yep. And, and it's like – like it's again, it's pitchfork. I don't think people even like put their pitchforks down. I think they sleep with the pitchforks right now. And I think they've got that lighter fluid ready, and they're ready for the torch. As soon as something happens, like, oh, get him. that mother. I'm done. You got punched out looking. The base is yep. loaded. Who is public enemy? Oh. You've been drafted. Good luck for the next 24 hours. Yeah, and I mean, granted, all right, he got out at home and they lost, but like he didn't come in out of the bullpen and give up the runs. You know, I I don't know. I just need to get that out of my system. This this is playoff baseball. Zach. I know. I need to get it out of the system. Welcome to. And it's fine. It's cool. But if the biggest thing that we have to bitch about is a kid batting 400 making it out. Yeah, though. I wish I was complaining about that. Yeah. 
Like I'm so I'm so, I'm so sorry for you though. <laughs> Mailman Jack. Jack. You think this happens naturally, Jack? You think I look this good? That's hours at that table, son. <laughs> hours at that table. All right. So the clown makeup over there for the hot takes too. Yes. I went to my magical rant to start the show, which is starting to become pretty standard, which is hilarious because the kid's batting four. Embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you people. Um, let's go. We got a lot of questions. Um, here we go. Yeah, we got to scroll up. This is a good problem. We got to actually yeah. scroll up. And um, the end date of Aaron Bummer's 45-day stint look like? Is there a possibility of seeing him? No, he's dead. <laughs> Fell off a cliff, died on impact. Let's see. I wrote about this the other day. Come on. Bungie poured off. The what week of September? Third week? The final week. So like right, like that. So like September twenty one or something? Cup sock series, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So we can finally change our profile picture back to something normal. I mean, if we can get a fully healthy Aaron Bummer back right before the playoffs, that is whew, that is fantastic. But I do want to get him some in game situations and surprising for a lot of you people, Schaumburg isn't MLB experience. Schaumburg is like glorified scrimmages. Um, but a fantastic mall. Yeah, great mall. Um, no, I mean, hopefully we can get the bummer back that we lost right before the injury. Guy was a fantastic lefty presence out of the pen. Awesome setup man. Is going to incredible give this bullpen a huge boost. Um, I just hope that they stay the course. They don't rush them too much. And we get them back for the Cubs series or the playoffs. If not, send them back to Shompton. So, yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, so uh, he, was, he was moved to the 45-day uh, DL. That was five days ago. But at that time, he had already had he'd already been on the DL for 28 days. So, so he only had 17 days left. So Holy now it's like two, less than two weeks. That's a lot of math. No, I just did it. It's 12 okay. more days now. It's the earliest Thank he can come back, which is right at the end of the season. Okay, I'm good with that. As I don't want this rushed. I don't want if that is if he does come back. That's the earliest he can come back. Though. Yeah, I don't want this rush though at all. Like I want just kind of like Dallas Keiko, which we're gonna get to after the questions real quick here. Um, we went the uh, 17. Was it uh base running direction? In Lombardo, we got with the will the Sox finish. How will the Sox finish in the last 17? What do you project them going? Yeah, unreal, uh, my man. Um, well, what we got here? We got three against Detroit. Sweet. Four, four against Minnesota. Sweet. Three against Cincinnati. Sweet. Four against Cleveland. Sweet. Three against the Cubs. Sweet. So I seventeen and sweep. Boom. Uh, realistically, oh, I gotta get off <laughs> the screen, dude. Uh, realistically, kind of look. You kind of look angelic, though. You almost look like you're a deity. With with that hat on, you're like a, you know an Irish gangster coming back down to give us the rundown on the sock season. Um, twelve out of seventeen. Hmm. Oh, that'd be great. I think that gives you like the best best record in the AL. I, I think twelve out of seventeen is. What do you guys have around like twenty six and something twenty seven? Uh, right meow. The Sox are twenty seven and sixteen. So that gets them to 40 wins. Yeah. I mean, so. Obviously, the of, biggest ones are the eight, the eight against the Twins and uh, and the Indians. Right. And the other thing is the Twins and the Indians are going to be playing each other during this stretch. And the Cubs are going to play both the Twins and the Indians. So we need you boys to step your shit up a little bit. Um, we'll try. Yeah. But I think. 13 out of 17, or what did I say, 12? 12 out of 17? 12 and 5? Yeah, it's doable. It's That would be obviously, that to me is best case scenario. Um, I mean, I don't see Detroit being a problem, but I didn't see Pittsburgh being a problem either. I mean, I'll uh, ask Enzo, are you okay? I, I, socks are locked in for the playoffs. <laughs> are you confident now? Oh, yes, now I am. At our 99.8% chance, yes, now I will officially say I am confident the White Sox make the playoffs. <laughs> it does look like, bearing rain and COVID and all that other stuff, that the White Sox will 
Miss Bauer in the Cincinnati series. Ooh. So that's solid. Um, they're going to go up against Mize, Fulmer, Trumbull. They get the gauntlet in the Minnesota series. Cincinnati, they're going to miss Bauer, hopefully. Okay. Indians so, are losing to the Royals right now, too. <clears throat> yes, and the Indians are losing to the Royals right now. Which, by the way, Aldo pointed out before we went live, shout out to the Royals for letting the White Sox beat the shit out of you, and then for some reason you beat the hell out of the Twins and the Indians. Uh, yeah. So, Sammy Sosa, Sky Point to the <laughs> Royals. Um. So let's talk about that twin series, though, and I guess yeah. like the pitching staff as a whole. Because Keuchel, 10-day injured list, retroactive to, what, like the 7th? So he can come back next Thursday, which would be game four of that series. Right. Um, Raylo comes back. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so what? Keuchel had the back spasms, went out early his last start. How you feeling, Zoe? Are you worried at all about that back end? So Keiko's gonna miss one start. I'm okay with it. I'm glad it's not an arm issue. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, I'm glad with that. Yeah, let them let the man rest. Let the back rest. Um, I mean, obviously, it's more important to have him at the end and in the playoffs. Um. I can't read your name, Kevin. It's like distracting shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm okay with it. Let him rest. Uh, the Raylo start, you know, if Gio Gonzalez can kind of be that band-aid, so if Raylo gets in trouble early, which I'm not very confident he won't. I'm sorry, Raylo, I gave every chance this year, and every chance he blew it. He just, I don't, I'm not buying Raylo. Uh, I know this is a victory for everyone that likes to say, I told you so, because I've seen a plethora of, oh, I'm so glad they didn't get pitching at the deadline tweets. They didn't. Kind of true, though. Yeah. No, it is, but at what cost is the whole thing with that? You know, like, you can't, I'm not training Andrew Vaughn. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's just, um, but yeah, I mean, and Jack, that's a good point. Mailman Jack, when he comes back during the regular season, I'm I'm sure he'll be on that strict pitch limit. He'll be on that Dane Dunning program, you know, which that's another reason why I feel better about the Keiko thing was we're seeing what we all thought we were going to see in Dane Dunning. Um, I'll ask you this. I think because we talked about it before we went live. Dane, okay, playoffs because again, Sox locked in playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you win your division, you're going to be hosting three game series the first round. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we're under the assumption that this isn't a big thing for Keuchel. He'll be back for the playoffs. Yep. You're going to go Giolito, Keuchel. Who gets game three if you need to go game three? Right now, Cesar Dunning. Right now, if the game is tonight, I'm giving the ball to Dane Dunning. <gasps> I mean, it's I don't. That's just watching baseball. I mean, Cease is, is going to be fine. I don't think we're anywhere near the Dylan Cease ceiling, which that's a little tongue twister for you. Um, but right now, his K for nine is down. It's only around five, five point nine. Uh, he's not getting the swings and misses. Um, I think he's got some, you know, internal whatever he's battling, and he's going to figure it out. Kid's got nasty stuff. I think he's got the third or fourth highest fastball average fastball velocity in Major League Baseball right now. I mean, Cease is going to be fine. He really is. Cease has to be right up there, too. What's up? I think Cease is, like, right up there, too. That's what I was talking about. Oh, they're saying Dunning, I bet. No, no, no. Um... But yeah, no, I, I think I think uh, I think I go with Dane Dunning. No questions asked. Um, okay, we got a lot more here. Dodgers families complaining about families. That's weak, dude. 
So they're telling teams that are going to be in the playoffs that if you want your family in the bubble, they got to chill for seven days before they can enter the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's a week, man. It's a it's sit at home, and these people are they're not poor. They're probably got a real nice living accommodations. Just sit in your house for seven days and have all these other people be safer. I don't see what the problem is. But couldn't they quarantine them earlier? Like. Or is it just the fact that they have to like stay put, and so Dodger fans are complaining? I guess no, not it's not Dodger fans; it's Dodgers players that oh. are complaining to Major League Baseball that their family has to stay quarantined for seven days before they can enter the bubble. Well, do they get in bubble video replay? <laughs> I mean, I would complain. Yeah, I mean, I would just literally. They, I'm. I understand quarantine is quarantine, no matter what. That was cool. My rubber band is that whatever, what level of, you know, class status you are. But I got to imagine these guys that make a couple million dollars a year have pretty sweet living accommodations and seven days in that house is not going to be the end of the world. And again, it's for the well-being of their comrades or brothers in the league. You know, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weak to have Dodgers players be bitching about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I only saw the headline. I didn't read that story on that. That, but like at first glance, that just seemed weird to me. That yeah. why would you? It's only it's like it's only a week. They're not even asking you to multiple weeks. Does it seem like Major League Baseball players have been kind of a little bit whinier this year than like in years past? I mean, you hear about whining about like teams in one dugout being too loud and chirping too much, or it's not okay. Like I just I feel like there's a lot more whining. I mean, I mean Trevor Bauer whines enough for like the entire league about his cleats or about whatever, but. Like you do have a lot of more vocal. I guess maybe it's more because they're more vocal because it's such a shorter time. And I don't know. It feels like there's a lot more whining about things where you're like, it's a comfort, dude. It's a comfort. Right. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Be safe. Just seven days of discomfort is not the end of the world. As Skip Bayless would ask, are baseball players soft? Fuck Skip Bayless. Too soon, Tony. Too soon. Um. Mr. Hans said, talk me off the ledge. I see a lot of similarities to 94, CBA, and the Sox being good. If For those of you that don't know what he's talking about, the White Sox were good and making their way through the league. Good. I think they have the best record in the yeah. end. And Frank Thomas got jobbed out of an MVP. But um, And then Major League Baseball, that was the strike year. Um Although this is more your area, I don't know too much about the CBA. Um, I mean, I, what we talked about before, we've all made like the every time we saw during the whole negotiations for this season, we're all we all kept saying it every like it seemed like every other day. It was like, well, here comes the like the place or the work stoppage or the strike right. twenty twenty one. That's that's gonna expire after next year for twenty twenty. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not any good. I think we saw. Was it the? I think the did the NBA or who was it? Did the NBA like finally get an agreement when they were trying to work out what they were going to do for this year or something? I think was it football. Football, like they were trying to at least, but like MLB, we kind of thought it's like, hey, like this is a good opportunity to. I think Kevin, you brought it up. I'm like, hey, like maybe you can see some things now, and then you can like work things out for the long term. Obviously, that's like didn't happen at all. The goodwill's uh, gone. So, I mean, but it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I obviously, uh, I like wasn't, I was like three in 94. So I have no clue how all that went down then, but I'm God. pretty sure Jerry Reinsdorf was like a big part of that. I was a junior in high school, although God dang it. So not great since he's still the owner of your franchise. Yeah. I mean, I was 10 in 94. Um, God dang so both of you. I didn't really get in too much into uh, contract negotiations and CBAs when I was 10. Um, I just remember my dad being pissed off about the strike. Um, Cubs were kind of shitty, so it was like, oh, thank you for the merciful <laughs> Yeah, and, and it robbed Tony <laughs> Gwynn of having a 400 season. Yeah. Um, oh, Mr. Hand, thank you. Uh, but I will say that I was really hoping that Manfield was going to get fired over that hot mic incident because that would have easily avoided a lot of this because he seems fairly incompetent. Um, 
unless someone else steps in, I don't trust Rob Manfield to avoid a strike. Doesn't look good, man. Yeah. Does it doesn't look good. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not a big fan of worrying about things I have no control over. But yeah, it's yeah. I didn't really even think about it. Thanks a lot, Pete. Buckle uh, up. But to be determined. Uh, um Oh, the other question, and I guess uh, this will go into Kevin's new screen name, and we can move on from the White Sox, though, is will El Maga yeah. – you got me all messed up here. Will Javi Baez show up against the Twins and the Indians for the Cubs? Because you have some thoughts on Javi. Probably not. <laughs> oh, no. No. Because you need in-game video to hit the baseball. If you don't have in-game video... Hold on. Time out, Kevin. Take two right. steps back, and you need to explain what the rant you're about to go on because some people right. might not know what you're talking about. All right. So <clears throat> if you have been living under a rock lately, apparently the Houston Astros cheated in baseball by using video to pick signs in-game. Javi Baez is hitting basically 200 this year and he's been playing uh pretty average basically since last um april actually but but javi's a little frustrated um first you know in august he wasn't doing it well because there were no fans sucks when there are no fans you know so you can't hit well um but now we're in september and so javi has turned the calendar and it's time for a new excuse so Javi has decided that the lack of no, any games no, no you listen to me although i will finish my story no, you let's not defend this. It. Let's just say with things like you're just, this is what you think. Yeah, no, this is what, I'm gonna finish my story, yeah, and then you will. Then you, will, then you can. I pick am it with apart. you on the. I am with Ooh. you on the. Yes, he made like the excuse because right. every player is going through the same. You interrupted. It's it was a fantastical said. story. I you just interrupted it. it. Uh, there are no fans. You cross talk <laughs> uh, absolutely. He did complain about no fans back in early August when he was still struggling. Like he said, "Man, it sucks not having fans." Which yeah, I know because they asked him why he was struggling. Keep defending him, little guy. Um, so I anyway, as this epic story goes, oh we've moved into God. September. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, little yumper, with my confirmation. Um, so anyway, we move into September, and Javi's obviously still sucking ass. And uh, he obviously, apparently, video in-game swing analysis will stop him from swinging at pitches 18 to 12, in- you know, 18 to 12 inches off the plate. And so he's been complaining about it, which is, again, he's saying that because I can't, after my at-bat, go into the clubhouse, look at video, and then come back out. Now, yes, this is pretty normal around baseball up until the cheating stuff last year. The difference is he's the only one bitching about it because he's struggling. Um, and, oh, well, there's, again, there's some good excuses for Javi, but that was August. This is September. It's not about the fans. It's about the video swing analysis. So he doesn't have the in-game replay, so he can't hit. It's why he's not hitting well. Now, again, I talked to a major league pitcher. I want to know what they say. And their response is, Anybody that knows anything knows that they're going back there and nobody's looking at their swing. They're looking A to A, see if they got screwed by a bad call on the umpire, and then B, they're looking to pick in-game signs still. So the fact that they can't go back there and pick signs, and again, ask the pitchers around the game. Don't ask the hitters. The hitters are full of shit, okay? They've been using that shit all along to go ahead and pick signs. They're not looking for tells. They're not looking for tipping pitches. That's stuff they do after the game with video, you know, with swing, you know, video analysis. But they have been guilty of doing this. And so now you look league-wide, and you see all these players struggling when they don't have that in-game swing analysis. And a good buddy yesterday actually made a great point. Is it because now they don't have that extra, quote-unquote, help when they're going up to the plate? Batting averages are down league-wide. The hitters are full of shit. Yep. Okay? They are salty because guess what? They don't get that extra advantage of looking at signs and knowing what's coming. Now, this is where I get pissed about Javi, okay? Javi is a notorious swinger that chooses to swing pre-pitch. So knowing the sign and knowing what's coming – does help someone that is a guesser that decides pre-pitch what's coming. He doesn't get those guesses. Mm. Now, I can tell you 100%, and I've, I've milked it. I've tried. I've been begging for it. All I get from KB is, yeah, I mean, swing's cool. It's, it's not going to look at it. It's awesome. I, I do it, but I don't need it. It's not going to help my timing. It sucks. Oh, well, people are doing it. And I, you know who I haven't heard complain about it? Is the best shortstop in Chicago, Tim Anderson. He doesn't need it. You know why? Because Tim Anderson goes out there and knows his own swing. 
He doesn't need to know it's coming because he's a natural swinger. If you really think that in-game swing analysis is the difference between a championship hitter, and a, I mean, that's not going to add 200 points to your damn batting average. Um, in fact, and this is what's happening league-wide, and this is what I think is happening, is players are now having to adjust to not having that advantage. And the guys that really leaned on it are starting to have a hard time. They're going to figure it out eventually. They're all great, but Javi's not going to swing like crap forever. But he has to adapt to that. You know, you no longer do you have that advantage. Pitchers are finally having the opportunity to play it straight, for God's sakes, because pitchers don't get to look at a hitter after every pitch. They don't get to go in the clubhouse and go, hey, nice pitch. Let me look at the next. Let me go look at the film for the next pitch. No, you don't get that. You got to go out and figure it out every time. So, angry. You, so it, it's, not, it's not the same. And so the pitchers are at a disadvantage. And I'm sorry, I'm more of a pitcher mentality, but I'm more pissed because Javi now is, is becoming an excuse maker. Um, I'm hearing grumblings from, again, people that I talk to that Javi shows up late to meetings. Shows up late to meetings, doesn't hit on optional hitting days, um, isn't isn't doing things, but wants all the credit and wants all all the attention. And those aren't things that you do. Is he a big kid? He can handle this shit. Go out there and swing, man. But you know what you need to do is adjust. If you can't talk to your teammates, and this is where I have the issue. Guess who? Guess who? You're better. Guess who's better at video swing analysis? Guess who's better? Your teammate in the dugout watching your damn at bat, telling you what they see. And if you can't trust your teammate, you're a shit teammate. And if you can't trust your teammate, you've got how many dudes in the dugout at this point that are watching you hit? If you need swing analysis to help you, as opposed to just someone that you trust saying, hey, man, you were maybe you're dropping your shoulder, you're out front, you're doing this and this. If you don't have that, that's not trusting your teammates, man. And there's a reason why there's, well, I'll just say, I'll just, there's a reason why, eh, never, I, I'll keep that. That's myself. I'll keep it. Uh, it's um, mine. I'll keep it. It's in my yard. I keep it. So, yeah, Jay Martinez just, also brought this up, but he brought it up before the season even started. He was talking about it in those scrimmages about how video replay during the game is a big part of his thing. Um, but I do agree with you talking. I mean, even when you're in little league, you know, when the guy's coming out of the box or you go up Matt, to him. You're, thank you, Maddie. You Correct. Asked, Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Couple things. Oh, yes. here, comes, here comes the defense. Get them all done. Hey, we got it. Because uh, what do we always say? We want the full context, right? Yep. Anthony yep. Rizzo was also asked about this. He also said, yeah, it's shitty. He didn't go uh, as far as uh, what Bias said. Number two, Bias was asked about it. He shared his feelings on it. Excuse? excuse? Sure. Yeah. Because, again, it's not, like, it's not like it's only the Cubs or it's only Javier Bias. Because this is again league wide. Two, apparently no one trusts each other in that clubhouse because the Cubs, as a team, can't fucking hit. So no one is listening to each other. Because the highest batting average from the core right now, and I'm not even including Ian Hap because he's technically he's like that second wave of the core. Wilson Contreras is batting like what two thirty eight. Uh, let's see. Schwarber's batting 210. Rizzo's batting 205. Bai is at 202. Chris Bryant at 194. I mean, at all. So they're not listening to anyone then. Obviously not. It's a problem. Well, they're all shitty teammates. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe it's terrible. I just know that the one excuse that Chris is using is timing. The one excuse that Javi's been publicly. And by the way, multiple stories now have come out. So it's been. It's something that Javi's talked about multiple times. And it's something that, again, did you hear Rizzo making an excuse? Or is he just saying it sucks not having it, but oh well. Javi's, Javi actually literally said stars like me are struggling. Are you a star, bud? Are you really a star with your 103 runs created? You're really 3% over the average. Relax. Maybe throw one more ball in the dugout on a routine backhand. I don't know. Maybe try something else. So if you can't tell by now, Kevin is not a huge Javi fan. Not right now. Um, not right now. He's grow the hell up. I asked the question too before we started. I was like, "We have two first place teams." Doesn't doesn't feel like it though. Because um, Cubs, Cubs fucking their offense still trash. They've been they've been just winning somehow. Yeah. They're winning. Yeah. They have like two good. They have Hugh Darvish, who's a Cy Young candidate, and they have Kyle Hendricks, who's great at home and like just everything on the road. Be still great at home. Uh, and then you know they have Jeremy Jeffers, who's actually closing games, unlike anyone for the Cubs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense still shit. Uh, I mean, Wilson Contreras is kind of hot now. Jason Kipnis was hot to start September, but he's not playing for like the third game in a row. Uh, Thursday, what is this? Thursday night against Sunny Gray, which is probably going to be a loss because Sunny Gray is really good, and the Cubs again have a shitty offense. 
It's just, I don't know, like Schwarber's not in the lineup because he's been struggling again. No no one can slug. It comes like 19th in slugging in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rizzo's, yeah. I mean, as much as like we shit on Baez, deservedly so, Baez, Bryant, uh, these other guys, Rizzo, Rizzo has like Rizzo has done much. Rizzo has like a like seven hundred OPS or something. Uh, Schwarber again, Schwarber bad. It's, it's so frustrating. It's the same. It's it the is. same thing. Yep, it, and that's <laughs> the worst part about this is this is what like week like I don't know six seven of the season since that we've done the podcast every week. It's the same oh. thing. Although KB and this and a little bit you said Rizzo and KB take walk. KB's actually taking less walks this year than normal. He's actually like 7% down on normal walks. So that's the one thing. Um, but that's what that's the thing is. So are you gonna are you going to what are you gonna do when you're not getting it done at the plate? What kind of player are you? Are you gonna be better in other facets of your game? And so let's look at the look at the metrics of defense, defensive performance from all of the players across the board that are struggling. And you tell me which guys have been better this year defensively despite struggling, and which guys have been worse this year in their struggles. I'll say this, Willie Contreras. He struggled this year. He's actually getting he's actually getting hot a little bit. He kind of frustrated me a little bit, but he's actually starting to get going. His defense behind the dish has been very good. When you look at Javi's defensive metrics this year, below, below, actually down, like average, below average. KB's higher, but above average. He's actually played better defense. Kyle Schwarber, above, played better defense. Rizzo always plays great, so I'm not even entirely sure his moves up and down at all because he can just wake up and he's just fantastic over there. But that's a huge thing, and that's I think what what really makes this Cubs team so frustrating is they're managing to win ball games they have no business winning. They've had a ton of one run wins and losses. I mean, the Cubs could very well be have seven more losses or seven more wins based on the one runs. You know, that's a dink dunk there. Um, and you got random, you know, which is good that they've won in spite of this. But this is this is problematic going into the postseason if they can't figure it out. And we talked about this on the show a ton of times. Game fifty is coming up now. I said I said that the what? Where are they at now? They're at what? Uh, twenty seven and what? Twenty six, twenty five, twenty five and nineteen. What forty four? So they're about six games away from where I'm going to start. For, then I'll start really freaking panicking because so, they need to be peaking at fifty. And now a word from our sponsors. My question, and it's a good question that Maddie Mitch brought up in the comments over here. After you Darvish takes the ball game one. You feeling confident that the Cubs can still win two games in a series? If they're at home and Kyle Hendricks is on the bump, hell yeah. Uh, people forget Kyle Hendricks, uh, like won in a fucking ERA title. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks is good. He's been shitty against the Reds in his career, and last year he was bad in the road. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Hendricks, Kyle Hendricks again, underrated pitcher. He still doesn't get respect. But after no. that, after that though. Yeah. Please yeah. those two first two games. Because after that, it's John Lester for like four innings, Alec Mills, and then nothing. Yeah, right now the Cubs are 11th in Major League Baseball in Team ERA. It's carried by two those two guys. Yep, White Sox are fifth. Consistent. Yeah. Um Oh, it's worrisome, though. That's why. That's why it's so frustrating. That's why it doesn't seem like the Cubs are in the first place. Well, how do you feel about the bullpen? Because Willie P has asked now twice, so we'll get to it, Willie. How you feel about the Cubs bullpen? Depth wise, not so good, but there are guys, there are dudes in a, in a short series that you can throw out there almost every day, and in, in at least if it's spaced out, that could at least do enough. But it's like a playoff series. Do you throw your best every game? No, you might be down four in a game, and you're like, okay, we got to go to the we got to go to the shitbirds a little bit. But when it's a close game, you can go with the Jeffers. You can go with. Uh, you know, Underwood's actually pitching. Really, I've been hard on Underwood a ton. He's throwing really well now. He's actually gone out there and he's. I love Captain Underpants right now. He's he's happy Captain Underpants, not duty Captain Underpants, which is good. So I mean, but you got to have that consistency, and that's that's a struggle and that's kind of terrifying. But what do you think, Aldo? Uh, yeah, no, it's still like it's still. So I mean, we obviously feel good about Jeremy Jeffers, Ron Will Wick. Uh, like you said, Underwood, he's been great. Like I think it's like the last ten outings. Uh, I think he's had a whole bunch without any walks. And that was like a big thing early on. He just didn't have control. He's throwing harder now, so that's good. Because obviously it's harder to hit velocity when I mean he doesn't have a lot of movement on his fastball. But and then so, the other name is, you know, Craig Kimbrell, who's had his last like nine or ten appearances. He had that one terrible blown save in Cincinnati. But other than that, good. he struck out at least two batters and like eight. For nine of ten, eight of nine appearances, 
He just broke Lee Smith's record for longest, like longest streak of striking out two batters in an outing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what the kicker is too. And this is a, He's made some. He's kind of made some shit moves over the last couple of weeks. That's a rookie mistakes for a rookie manager. But you okay? Even deeper, but but you've got to really give David Ross a lot of credit for being stubborn as hell with everybody. He hasn't moved Javi out of the four. He hasn't. You know, even Chris has struggled. He has dropped Chris. All this stuff. He's been going with Kimbrel. He keeps doing it and. You know, if these guys figure it out, Rossi's got to get a love, got to get a lot of love for this because he's basically wearing the criticism enough. I mean, he's it, it's it's tough, but he trusts the guys, and I think he said it. You know, you're gonna win with your you're with your stars. You got to go. You know, you don't say I'm gonna bench, you know, so and so because this backup had a good couple of days or had like one hit over like you know one big hit in three weeks or something like that because everyone remembers the big hits. You're gonna actually do the you're gonna you're gonna throw those guys out there until they figure it out, and you're gonna live or die with your horses and. You know, you respect that a lot, but maybe, you know, if Kimbrell figures it out, you can attribute that figuring out because Jay, David Ross never gave up on him. And I, I want to root for Kimbrell to get it done. I, w- I want a guy to come back because he's been shit on enough now. It's time for him to, like, Shawshank Redemption, end of the three miles of shit or whatever, 300 yards of shit, stand outside in the rain and clean it off and go out there and dominate. You know, I'm obviously a fairy tale guy, but I, I would hope that he could maybe do it. See, that's but. the frustrating thing, though, because so obviously he had like the first three or four outings with Kimbrel where he was he allowed like a run every single time and he wasn't fooling anyone. And then, you know, they took him out of the closes role and he had like those four straight uh, shutout uh, appearances. And then he brought him back to close that game in Cincinnati. And then, you know, obviously he was bad. Like, I don't know, whatever it was just happened to be fucking awful. And then since then. He's brought in Kimbrel, but I think most every single time he's brought him in, the game the Cubs are either like behind or like you know they're up or he, like he hasn't been used as a closer again. Mm. And it's frustrating because hey, you can do that with some of your guys in your lineup. Like you can try to get guys back in their groove, and who knows if that even like helps like moving a bias down or moving a KB down or anybody else just doing something with the lineup. But like. Why don't you take that same method of like, all right, we're going to take you out of this role right now, Craig. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're, we're, still, we're not like demoting you. Like we're not just like packing your bags be like, get out of here. You're still on our team. We still need you to be good, but work through it. Uh, just like in a different role. Why can't you do that with Javier Baez? Javier should not be bad. He was betting third, like until like last week. Uh, when because you can't move a guy who thinks he's a superstar when he's not down oh. in the order. They won't uh, handle it. Now, I, again, Bryant, like Chris Bryant's been terrible. He and it, it hasn't been broached though. They haven't asked. I don't think he would give two craps. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. The players are not. You're the fucking manager. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, it's you're the manager of this team. You gotta. Hey, you know, hell, happy wife, happy life, right? Happy so, hobby, happy. Well, no, that's the thing. Because I don't. I got fucking sucks right now. So you, that's that's the other thing. It's like, oh well, you know, you're gonna lose Javi's confidence. Do you think Javier Baez has any fucking confidence right now? He's batting 200, striking out like every other at bat. There's, you can't get much lower than what Javier Baez is right now. And that's why I say give him credit for sticking to his guns. I guess if it works out and Javi gets hot and Chris gets hot and. Everybody else gets hot. Go for it. You know, you high five. But he, you know, he's going to live and die with that. I don't blame him because you know what? You'd rather have your best players that are hitting 200 in that spot. No, I'm not bench Chris Bryant or Javier Baez. Just stop giving him the most at bats in your life. <laughs> Till he figures it out. Yeah, and, if he, and if he doesn't right, well, fuck, he just sucked. All right. Well, like, then what does that tell you about their psyche? What does that, I mean, what does that tell you about the psyche of the player that you're afraid to move down in the order because it might ruin their psyche. Like that tells me a lot about who, I mean, again, there are players that you could do. Um, Jason Hayward. I mean, remember Jason got hot and they didn't move him at all. Mm-hmm. At all. He didn't move up. Now, did he want to move up? Maybe he was like, Hey, I'm good here, man. I'm don't. Well, then that, that's very worrisome. And you know what? I'm done in making excuses for all these guys. Cause what did yep. we say after 2018? Oh, it was, I mean, it was Chili Davis. And I think I brought this up before that team as a whole, the stars in that team, they got Chili Davis fired because mm-hmm. all of them, to a man, at the end of that, after that season, all of those exit interviews, and we yep. saw it leak out, was like, you know, we didn't really vibe with him. He wasn't, like, really helping us out. We really didn't get that message. They got Chili Davis fired. Yep, and because Chili Davis was an old school guy. Chili Davis is an old school guy. He's not a launch angle guy. He's not that exit velo. He's literally see ball, hit ball. He's a guy that would love to, like, coach a Tim Anderson. They because Tim Anderson is not about that 
metric. He's going, I'm going to see the ball. I'm going to hit it. Done. And that's what a lot of these guys are brought up. And I can tell you this. I, I, I see it. I see it. It's not just, it's not just at the major league level guys. It's at, it's all the way down to the high school level. These guys are being taught this exit velocity launch angle bullshit. And it's great for a guy that's a freakish athlete, but if you're dealing with a guy that's five foot five, 112 pounds on a high school team, they need to learn how to put a ball in play. More, better things happen when the ball's in play. Guys can drop the ball. They can, but a strikeout does nothing. And this this is the strikeout era. And now we're talking about dropping the mound down a couple inches too. It's because of the launch angle thing. It's again, it's too. It's it's it is an issue. And so Chili Davis became a byproduct, unfortunately, a casualty of a of an entire locker room that came up in the club ball era. It's a it's a it's club ball era. It's they're taught that way. It's just it, it's a thing that we fight every day at the high school level. I, I can tell you that coaches that I coach with, we talk about it all the time. Teaching a kid to swing now is very difficult because they go to their swing coach and their swing coach is basically simply repeating a YouTube video that they see about these buzzwords, launch angle and exit velo. And it's basically hard hit. And did you drive the baseball? Like it's the same fucking thing, but they don't, they just, it, it is, it, it's, it is what it is. And Chili Davis was a byproduct. It does tell me a lot about the guys in the clubhouse. Um, yeah, so, there's a lot of different voices. A lot of them. What's up, sir? Uh-oh. Cleveland's getting no hit. You should have done that sound. Yep. By uh, Kansas City. Who's pitching for Kansas City? It creates some bitch. Some dude named B Singer. Oh, Singer. Good old, good old Brady Singer. Household name. Brady Singer is, uh, yeah, he's six five, two hundred ten pounds. Showtime Johnson. Eustis, Florida. Well, yeah, Kevin. I mean, since then, because the Cubs got that roster, that clubhouse, they got everything they wanted ever since then. They got their minor league guy who was with them like back in the like the mid uh, 2010s. They got Anthony Iaposi, who was like uh, I think it was like the minor league hitting coordinator. He's now their hitting coach. He has been for the past two years, and we haven't seen any improvements. So all these guys, bias. Uh, I mean, we saw that was the thing. Ian Happ goes to the he gets demoted last year, three and a half months at AAA after having a great rookie year, then having like. I mean, he had a great first half in 2018 before he just completely slumped uh, the second half. He makes these improvements. Where the fuck is everybody else at? Jason Hayward, veteran, struggle, the worst, the worst Incredible. start you can have after signing a, a huge deal like he did. Last year, got better. This year, even better. Everybody else, what the hell is everyone else doing? Hey, this stuff makes me so that, – that is my – okay, I, I'm Ian Happ kicking ass this year is a fantastic story. That was good. Fantastic story. The Jason Hayward stuff to me is my favorite story storyline of the entire Cup season, um, from from everything on down, uh, all the way to the the political like the that stuff too. Obviously, all the way down the line, Jason Hayward has not said shit this entire time. He struggled. He just goes out there. I'm keep working. I play great defense regardless, no matter what. Never lets it affect him. And now he's start. You know, he's always hit a baseball hard. He's just been. It's a, some of it's a little bit a little bit of bad luck too. You strike a ball hard, you might roll into more double plays. And all of a sudden now, he's seeing the fruits of that. That is that to me is the best part about 2020 to me in the Cup season is Jason Hayward doing what he's doing. I'm not talking about his paycheck either. Everyone hammers on the paycheck. I'm just saying, as far as I'm concerned, he did. He earned his paycheck giving one speech in Cleveland during a rain delay. That's worth all the millions. But again, now the fallout of that later down the road, you kind of forget about it. It, it loses its touch. It's a really but, good speech. And so now, but seeing him swing and seeing him just have success – you know, the dude is legitimately becoming, you know, between Rizzo, you know, Rizzo as well, obviously he's a clubhouse leader. He's becoming that clubhouse guy, man. They looked, they look up to him. And this is a guy that in his first career at bat hit a home run with Atlanta. Like I remember watching his first, I, I saw that home run and I'm like, this guy's cool. And, and he came to the cup, you know, he was from the Cardinals. He suffered all that stuff, came over here. That's my favorite story. And so, but those guys are listening to somebody. Who are they listening to? Is it Iapache? Is it, was it Chile? Was it, who, who is it? Who's getting in their heads the right way? And, these guys all have their own little people they trust and they go to. I mean, Bryce Harper, you, you really think Bryce Harper listens to the Nats hitting instructor? Well, He's yeah, going to Ron Harper all day long. And it's how it goes. It's just, it's a struggle to find these guys to to make these adjustments. You're right, though. They're not, they're not fixing it. Uh, Schwarber's being who Schwarber is. I'm sorry. That's just, this is Schwarber. This oh, isn't anything oh. different than other than the last third of the se- two thirds of the season last year, the outlier. This is, this is him. I'm okay with it. He goes up there. He still takes walks. He's got great plate of presence. He creates stressful at bats. You know, you got guys that go up there and 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 go out there and just 
you know, but this is the hard part is how a guy fails tells you everything about their character, everything. And so I'm watching these guys for that. And that's, that's something that I hope really picks up. Do we jinx it? Do we jinx it? Gave it up. No, shout out Dane Dunning's mom who just liked our tweet. Shout out mom and dad. (laughs) Um, All right. Wait, so I do want to ask you this from an outsider's perspective. Yes. what, What are you seeing in the Cubs right now? Not a lot of confidence. And I watch you two go at each other's throats in the chat pretty much daily. And I'm looking Alvin at doesn't like body language. He doesn't care. I, I do. Sorry. Yeah, and it's fine. And that's good. That's one of the best parts about the show is the three different vantage points. And Kevin, we all know you're more old school and all those a little bit more That is a great point though. Aldo said he was three years old in ninety four when I was a junior in high school. Yeah, I, was 10, <laughs> I was ten. Actually, I wasn't three yet, uh, when they went on strike. Uh but <laughs> um what I was say, so that was a great point about the confidence. John Lester, who we're all like, hey, your veteran guy, he's been in it. He knows he's been down before. He's been able to get it back. After his start on Sunday, he's like, man, it's a short season. I have no clue where the confidence is going to come from. Holy shit. <laughs> that, so, that guy sounded like a guy who's like, guys, yeah. I don't know how much more I can do this. After the Sox lit him up, Lester was kind of just like, what are you going to do? It's a great lineup. I was like, that doesn't sound like John Lester. You know, like that's not the Lester I'm accustomed to. But I'm sitting here looking at the Cubs division. St. Louis is the only other team over 500 at 19 and 7, and they're currently playing right now. They got like 21 games in 17 days or something like that. They're going to. The Cubs should be absolutely steamrolling every team in their division, minus the Reds. I think the Reds are better than their record. But I don't know. It's just, I don't get the same. Like, I'll try to watch a couple Cubs games, especially on nights the Sox are off and stuff like that, just so I know what the hell you two are talking about. But, like, it just it doesn't feel like – the big thing to me, and I already said it, is just the confidence. Like, the – you know, the, the Cubs that earlier in the season, they were doing that hitting contest, hitting celebrity cardboard cutouts for, like, points during batting practice. Like I bring back the mimes. They were having, yeah, bring back the fucking circus or something. The magician. They were having fun. They were, you know, they were the lovable Cubs having a great time. And now it just feels like every game is a grind. Every game is like pulling teeth, like struggle city to pull out these wins against some of these bum ass teams. And I mean, I can't talk. Right. And I'm just. That's pathetic. And I'm just saying, though, it's just, it's, oh, put it on them, Kansas City. Kansas City's up a touchdown. Um, But it's just, I don't know. I don't feel the same way about this Cubs team. And so that actually brings us into another point that good friend of the show, Mr. Ham, brought up that I wanted to get into, but you two were just rolling, so I didn't want to uh, interrupt. But who ideally, because if the season ended right this second, right this second, the White Sox would play the Astros, and the Cubs, they got the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's happened before though. Like so all right, humor me if you will. The as a White Sox fan, I'm not used to scoreboard watching or playoff <laughs> matchup dreaming. I haven't done this in years. So shit, almost fifteen. But it's just People ask me all the time, who do you want the who do you want the White Sox to play in the playoffs? The only team I don't want to play in the playoffs in the first round is the fucking Twins. Oh. oh who okay. who'd you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to go with uh, the Blue Jays. They've been hot. The Blue Jays have been hot, but you know what? I think they that would be a lot of fun. I'm saying that would be – I mean, I want to watch that series. That would be as – a, as a baseball fan, I would absolutely love a White Sox. That would be fun as hell. Uh, Blue Jays series. I mean, that's the future of baseball. That's a huge future of baseball series because you got like, Vlad, like you got Bouchette, you got oh, I can just that would be a fantastic series. I actually think I got three screens going, Jack. Plus of a, a, a fantastic <laughs> candidate. He's he's really fixated on like he's he's probably he's checking out your room right Jack, now. Like, I'm gonna like, take a picture of my setup and send you uh, Department of Homeland Security mailman Jack. We've got this. Um, There's something going on in the back there. What's that? But and I got the mirror behind me, so I can cross watch here. But um, I would love. I think the White Sox take a series against the Blue Jays too. I don't think the Blue Jays have the horses 
and by horses I mean arms to uh um the Astros I don't know shit about the Astros this year because I don't care about that team. I, I've completely checked out about them. I know they're young. I know they're good. I know Altuve sucks this year. I know he's having a horrible year, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. The but, Astros suck, though. I don't think they're above – they're below 500. The Astros suck? I don't know. I honestly – I do. I follow a lot of baseball inside and out. Uh, yes, actually, I am in the changing room at Coles. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring all I bring these monitors in here. Um, the Astros, no, they're not wired anymore. They're sitting. Where the hell are they? They're twenty-two and twenty-three. Don't sweat the Astros. Good ass pitching staff, though. But they heated up a little they bit. They're pitching. They're off. They get, yeah, they can't hit. <laughs> but you know, well, I'm not gonna go down the hole banging on trash cans, wearing wire things, which still the funniest, funniest tweet of this baseball season was that weird Cubs dude who thought that Jose Abreu was wearing a buzzer. First of all, welcome to the White Sox where we have a three chain minimum. So I actually think Nick Madrigal would run better bases if he had more chains. We need more chains for Nick Madrigal. I'm sorry that hashtag right now changed. No, not going to do it. Said it out loud. Didn't like it. Uh, but Nick Madrigal needs Nick Madrigal needs more chains. Put it that way. Um, I don't sweat the Yankees. Not oh, the Yankees blow. They might not even make the playoffs, which is the best news of the season. So the Twins, you worried about the Twins? I don't want to play the Twins in the first round of playoffs. I don't think you would, because like I mean, they're going to finish. They're either going to finish like second or third. Only because they own you. Nobody else that'll make the playoffs is scared of the Twins in the playoffs because they've been oh, so. I mean, a few times, but they've got you guys. Take them. Take them. Eat them. Uh, I, I don't think he would face them in the first round, but the Rays. Rays are a great team, and Rays have a phenomenal pitching staff. Rays will be a tough team. Also a fun series. I think it would be awesome. I want to see this lineup against Blake Snell. You know, because the White Sox dominating lefties all season – I want to see him against one of the best lefties in the league. You know what I mean? I, I want to see that. And that's something that we haven't seen this year is because we're right in the middle of the States. We can't, we don't get to see those, these matchups. Um, I don't think a series versus the Rays would go very well for us White Sox fans, but I think it'd be fun to watch. Uh, Good, the, test. Good test. The A's are, A's are a scary team too. A's are a real scary team, and that's the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, looking at the eight teams, the top eight seeds right now in the AL, the only team that I'd be like, shit, I really don't want to play them is the Twins. And it could be that I'm just bored with them, but they seem to have the White Sox number, and it's just not cool. Um, but this White Sox lineup, one through nine, especially in a playoff series, that lineup gets hot. You're fucked. You throw Nolan Ryan in his prime out there. You're fucked. I mean, no, that's the other thing. Like the Sox don't necessarily need everyone in the lineup to be able to do hot. No, you have like five legit guys who can just take over a game. Yes, and we have Yoan Mankata who looked like whatever was bugging him. He looks like he shook it off because he was teabagging baseballs in that Pittsburgh series. <laughs> so he's doing a little dance. You see his music video. That's a, I swear to God, though, I, I love the White Sox three chain minimum. Now, on the Cubs. the Cubs side of things, right now, the Cubs will play the Cardinals. I don't think either of you sweat that. Well, no, here's the thing. I was going to say, I don't really care who the opponent is. I think it, it's been switching the past couple of days. It's either going to be like, it's going between like the Cardinals and the Marlins, I think. Uh, the, Mar- the Marlins right now dropped down to the AC. So if the NL playoff started today, it would be Dodgers, Marlins, Braves, Giants, Cubs, Cards, Padres, Phillies. Padres, Phillies would be fun to watch. Oh, wait. That would be fun. The other one is, though, it would be like – because the Cubs would be like either the third seed, I think, or something. Yeah, so right think, now the Cubs are the third seed. So I think it's between Cardinals, Giants, Marlins, depending on how, how those teams uh, – And it's it. tight. I mean, these teams, we're talking two, three games separating mm-hmm. teams. No matter who it is, I can't believe the Rockies aren't in it. But go ahead, like, sorry. No matter who it is, man, it, it's the offense. Like uh, they can be, oh, yeah. and or they just 
gonna be like what we saw at the end of 2018, or what we saw last year too. Like, <laughs> oh, so Gallegos just left with an injury. Runners in second, third, no out. Miguel Cabrera up. Tigers trail by one. Top of the seventh. Uh, I Let's got, go, me. I got the Tigers. <sighs> oh, Tigers are up. Zoe's in the future. Love it. You're in the future? Yeah, Tigers are up one, bro. Let's go, Miguel Cabrera. Hell yeah. Breaking news from Cleveland, still no hits. Oh, uh, good night. Suck. We get football. We got a Golden Knights game. Sorry, Blackhawks fan. Yeah, we have to shit up. Oh, yeah, but yeah, as far as the Cubs, like, playoff opponent goes, if it's the Cardinals, bring them on. I don't care. Like, where? Yeah. If it's the Marlins, Cubs, like. Marlins, Marlins are good pitching. Marlins, the, have, Marlins have that one dude. Uh, if it, what's his name? Sixto? His last name? Sixto Sanchez? Are you yeah, fucking Sixto's kidding me? Nice, dude. That guy's going to go, go get the Sixto card because he is a dirty pitcher in the video game. Maybe, um, I'm alone, maybe I'm alone on this. I would actually rather face the Dodgers in the playoffs than the Padres. I mean, I'd hey, rather. I want rather that playoff the first <laughs> And then. I just don't want to. That team. That team is gonna. That team is gonna make one of the. Oh, devil! Either fucking cold shot. Let's and go. So, yeah, Maddie Mitch says it right. Actually, Cubs struggle against high velo. That is absolutely correct. Power pitchers are actually far more effective against the Cubs than, than finesse. And so, if you're facing the finesse, they have a good job. That's a great point, Maddie Mitch. Yeah. So we're gonna. I think as we get closer to it, and we. Have a better. I mean, we still got what two weeks, three weeks, uh, like two and a half, two and a half, uh, 17 games. Yeah, so the last the Cubs Sox finished the regular season on September 27th. So, yeah, I don't have booze in this room, Mr. Han. I do that for a reason because if I have booze in the room that I work in, I want to get a lot of work done. Kevin's crushing white claws. Every 16 year old girl watching this is jelly. Oh, I drink. I drink. Every eighteen-year-old girl watching this show. Every eighteen-year-old woman. Every woman of age. <laughs> yes. Every bro in the Ozarks just cheered me on. So that's true. Um, I just want the Cubs. Like, we had like three good offensive games in a row. Give me two. Give me two in a row. I just want the Cubs to do work against the Twins and the Indians and let the White Sox get a little breathing room uh, going into this end of the season. Because if the White Sox start resting some guys, because White Sox starting on Friday, they don't have a day off until the end of the season. It's 17 in a row. And and we are literally with seventeen games left in the season too. Yeah, there's seventeen in a row. Next time we meet, there will be we'll be inside almost single digits with the rest of the season. The Cubs and if the Cubs can handle some business versus Minnesota and Cleveland and or Minnesota and, or Cleveland can tail off a little bit and the White Sox can start to rest some guys. Like if you can get Yoan Moncada like two, three games off and you could sneak Yolmer in there or whoever at third, Mendick, and get him right for the playoffs, that'd be awesome. It would be fantastic if the Cubs can help us out. And Kansas City is I usually hate the Royals, but keep doing your thing, boy. Oh, did he walk a guy? Yeah, he walked a guy. It's not a perfect game, but it's still no hits. Uh, by the way, I mean, yeah, the next time we're on, Kevin, that's going to be huge because I think the Cubs are going to have their series in Milwaukee. And I mean, Milwaukee's just like they're—I don't—they're below five hundred, but you don't want to let them back in. Um, and then I think the Cardinals and Reds play each other this weekend, I think. And then the Sox are just going to finish off that four-game series against the Twins. So hopefully things don't change a lot from stretch today. run. As in, both teams are hopefully still in first place. All right, so everybody watching this. Oh, Tigers up 6-3. Let's go. Um, everybody watching this, go lock in your last bets for the Chiefs-Texans game. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. I am. Or, let's do this. Let's do this. Still. Let's, drop, let's, drop, let's drop our tips for the game. Also, bet Bears plus three. Go Moneyline Bears this weekend. Sorry. Uh, I went... What, I go? what, what do you feel most confident in on all your picks you made for tonight? Probably the over. What was it, like 54? It's like, yeah, 56 and a half. All right, everyone watching now, Hammer Chiefs minus five and a half. First half. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, make sure if you haven't gambled yet or haven't done it yet and you're in Illinois, download the DraftKings app. This is a free ad because you can get the do the $50 bet where it's Chiefs like plus – 
110 or something. Drop like your that. link. No, drop so, your link. So you basically get free money. Um, and then I took – there's something super boosted on FanDuel where Mahomes throws over 300 and gets three touchdowns and the Chiefs win. It paid out pretty well. Um, so I got that going. But uh, FanDuel and DraftKings are banned in Nevada. Well, dude, you can go outside and go to a casino. Shut up. <laughs> okay, you guys. No, I can't. Oh, oh, that's true. You guys don't have any. Are also banned in Arizona. I, I can drive forty-five minutes. You guys don't have like a betting app in Illinois yet? No, we do. That's what I'm talking about. That's oh, why. Oh. I, that's why I'm a huge degenerate now. Is <laughs> <laughs> because I it's, just, yeah, Red Rock. I end up going to Fat Burger. I I leave the casino like weighing ten extra pounds. It's rough. You should get a hundred dollars in free chips if you walk in in a Jay Cutler jersey. I, shit, I'll walk in a I have, I have my Brian Piccolo jersey hanging up for Sunday. That's coming out Sunday. That's how that that's how I roll. Oh, we're seven full. I love the, Brian Piccolo. The Cleveland Indians still have not got a hit. How many pitches does this kid have? Oh, he's at 102 pitches. Are they gonna let him finish? It's the Rose. So, it's Mike Matheny, of course they are. That's true. And then he's not and then he's gonna get hurt somehow. Oh, I did get the, the traditional MLB app push notice of Jinx that says that yes, he is now seven innings, no hitter. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go watch the foosball. Hopefully I'm uh, not broke next week when uh, we record this show. Um, but, yeah, if something crazy happens, obviously we'll jump on. But, yeah, appreciate it. As always, chat was fantastic. If you only listen to the podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, damn it, we forgot to do it on Facebook. Um, but you should watch the show, comment. Bears are back. Uh, yeah, we're going into the first week of the NFL season, and we have two first place team baseball teams, and the Bears are playing. So, uh, for Fids, Aldo, I'm Zo. Appreciate all of you. Like seriously, really appreciate all of you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Tigers. Bear down. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, Get our chains, 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 get our chains